On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the secret to remaining faithful to God on Soldier 2. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And I'm so glad to be with you today. And uh, we're going to be talking today about the idea of 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 uh, what it means to uh, the, the secret, basically, of of remaining faithful to God. And sometimes I have to strain to see my notes here that I'm trying to prepare. But let me give you a scripture that'll encourage you. Uh, but it's not easy, though, because remaining faithful to God is not easy. But here's the scripture I want to give you. It's Psalm uh, 134 and 1. It says, Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. And this scripture is significant, to me at least, because it, it, it speaks of the idea that we don't just stand uh, with God during the daytime, when the sun is shining, when things are nice, but... In your darkest night, you stand with God and you stay with Him. And I think it was Dwight L. Moody who once said, If I would know the love of my friends, I must see what it can do in the winter. In other words, if I, if I want to see if my friend loves me, let me see what that love does in the winter. In the winter of difficult times and in the winter of troubles and trials and tribulations. So have you heard of the term fair-weathered friends? It's basically when you have friends and they only show up when things are going well and they only show up if you're giving them something or if you're treating them nicely or if they get something out of you. When you're down on your back though and days are dark and seasons are hopeless, that's when you really know who your friends are. And when you go through a crisis, you really see who your friends are, right? The ones that get in touch with you, the ones that say, we're praying for you, we're standing with you or or your family for that matter. And, but this same thing applies to God. It's easy to serve God when conditions are favorable, when the sun is bright, when blessings are flowing, when I'm prospering, when my life has personal momentum. But what happens when you don't feel well, when you feel that God has crossed you or betrayed you or hurt you or done something that really, really offends you? This is what I mean by be willing to stand by night. This is something you do. This is not something God does. This is something you do by choice where you say, you know what, I don't get God, but I'm still going to choose to stand with Him. So standing by night touches on four things. The first one is this, that remaining faithful to God in difficult times, that's that's what it means to stand by night, right? That you're with God during hard times, not just when things are nice, not just when things are easy and, and happy-go-lucky and there's clowns and dancing. So what happens when the sun grows dim in your life and becomes enshrouded in darkness? When your life becomes filled with questions and doubts and bitterness and anger and all these things, this is what it means to stand by night in God's presence. Jesus spoke of those who planted in shallow soil that when persecution rose, they forsook God. That everything was nice as long as they were happy and their emotions were were satiated or positive. But when things got hard, that's when they chose to forsake God. Uh, these are what we call emotional commitments. And some Christians, uh, their commitment is based only on how they feel. On, well, I feel good today, so I'm going to serve Jesus. And, you know, Jesus never promised it would be easy. And in fact, he promised it would be difficult. And Peter, before Peter 
went through his process of transformation where he became truly, truly a committed believer and follower of Christ. He had a shallow commitment. He basically uh, told Jesus when Jesus said, well, you know, I have to go to Jerusalem and die. Jesus shook him and said, no, you're not going to go. That was nothing but emotionalism, sentiment. And sentiment will never get us very far in the kingdom. And we find that in the kingdom, sentiment is always dangerous because it's always based on whatever the conditions are. But when you choose to serve God in the darkness, that's a whole different story. But here's the next one I want to give you. The next, the next thing that talks about standing by night is this, that we accept or accepting God for who He is and not for what I can get out of Him. And why is this important? This is important because what happens if I love someone only because of what I get out of them? And I will only love them, right, as long as I get something out of them. If they make great cannolis, I will love them only as long as they make me cannolis. But what happens when they stop making cannolis or they don't feel like making cannolis? And this is an illustration that actually happened to me years ago. Um, I asked that question in the first church I pastored. I said, well, you know, you know, what, what would happen if you made great cannolis and your love was based on that? And someone shouted, well, you know, they, they'd love you as long as you make cannolis. <laughs> so, so, so that's why I'm using this illustration. But avoiding wrong for the wrong reasons. If I don't do the wrong thing only because I'm afraid of getting caught, let's say, or if I don't do the wrong thing because I'm afraid of some awful consequence, but not because it brings honor to God to do the right thing. This is what I mean by doing things for the wrong reasons. So we have to accept God, not because of what we get out of Him, because He's some cosmic Santa Claus, but we accept God for who He is. And this is very important. Doing something right because it's right, not because I get caught doing the wrong thing, but I refuse to do the wrong thing because it's the right thing to do, because it pleases God. So when you love someone or something for their own sake, they can't really hurt you when they hurt you. I mean, it'll hurt, it'll disappoint, but it, it's not going to be a deal breaker because you love them for who they are. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone today. If it does, you know, leave a comment there. But, but when you love someone freely, you risk being hurt, and that's how love is. But if you truly love them for who they are and don't worry about these other things of what you get out of them, you'll truly, you'll truly know what love is. So, Think about the prophets in the Old Testament, right? This is what helped the prophets in the Old Testament to stand when they should have fallen. They stood when they should have fallen because they served God for who He is. They accepted Him, good and bad, negative or positive, no matter what, what they thought God was or wasn't, didn't matter to them. They're going to serve Him no matter what. David, uh, in the Scriptures, this is what helped David to encourage himself when his bottom fell out, you know, the bottom of his life fell out, right? And we spoke of this last time, when the bottom fell out of his life, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And then Paul the Apostle, this is why Paul the Apostle, after being stoned in, in, in the city uh, and thrown out of the city and left for dead, he gets right back up and he, he goes right into the city to preach the gospel. That's unbelievable when you think about it. And Jesus, this is how he endured Gethsemane, I believe, right? That it wasn't just... He was, he was never there for what he gets out of this. He's there to give, and he's there to do the right thing. So my love has, uh, has to come to him, in, 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 as somebody once said, in his humiliation. My faith has found him in his loneliness, somebody put it that way, right? 
my, my heart has recognized His majesty through His main disguise. And this is old English, you know, when they said main disguise, it means like when, when it appears God is just really wrong or, or just doing something that's awful. And, and we still accept Him for who He is. And think of the lament psalms, right? There, almost two-thirds of the psalms are lament psalms. And these are psalms where they begin with pain and protest and just struggle and fight with God. But then they end with, with praise and prayer and thanksgiving to God. And these, these psalms are all about pressing through to a God that we are wrestling with in the dark and saying, Lord, I don't get you right now and I don't even like you right now but I'm going to persevere and serve you. And these prayers begin with wrestling and hard questions and fears and doubts, but they end with praise and hope and whatever is going on to, for the future, whatever is moving towards the future. So what does it mean to stand by night? It means this. It means, it means going there, right? Going there with God and still believing. What do I mean by that? When you go there with God, it's when you willing, you're willing to face the elephant in the room with God, as ugly as it is. Uh, Martin Luther was famous, uh, even though we know he wasn't perfect. You know, he, he had a problem with, uh, you know, he was very strong personality, and, and, and he, he said some things about the Jews that were not right, you know, I think. But, but he still loved God, right? And, and he was known to be a person who was not afraid to say he didn't like God at certain seasons or was angry at God. And he did that. What was he doing? He was going there with God and and still believing God. That's the whole point of of, of a lament season where you go there with God and say, Lord, right now I'm so angry with you. I can't believe you allowed that to happen. I can't believe you didn't come through for me. I I can't believe you didn't break through for me. I can't believe you didn't heal that situation or, or bring hope to this situation. But the point being that that real, really standing by God in the dark means that you're going there with Him, that you're confronting Him and yourself. And how do you know you really have a friend? They stand by you day and night, summer and winter, feast or famine, no matter what. And so this is what it means to be faithful to God. We don't serve Him based on what we think He did or didn't do or should have done or, or He did something that got me angry. We, we serve Him because He's our God and we love Him. And so the whole gamut, think about the whole gamut of life, right? With a true friend, you experience the whole gamut of these emotions, whether positive or negative, and bad and unpleasant and wonderful and, 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 and awful. And sometimes you, you have a falling out with your friends, you know, if, if they're real friends, and then you, you, know, you make up, hopefully, and you love them and forgive each other. But this is, this is real friendship. Real friendship has to have the dark sides as well as the, the light sides. So if God is truly our friend to the best of times, through the best of times and through the worst of times, then we'll remain true to Him. But I want to give you one more here of what it means to to stand by night with God. And that is this. It is discovering God's heart before you look at His hand. And we sort of touched on this, but I want to, I want to talk about it a little more here. Think about um, Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is what I mean by understanding God's heart. There was a scripture where God says in 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 uh, Sodom before He judged Sodom and Gomorrah and brought judgment on it. 
Well, he says this. It says, The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? And this is, this is a heavy-duty scripture. And, it, and it's heavy-duty because of the idea that, that um, God is, is, is going to do something. And instead of doing it, he says, oh, I can't hide it from Abraham because we're in a relationship. Because he's close to me. Because we relate to each other. So he, what does he do? He tells Abraham what he's going to do. And Abraham's relationship to God went beyond just God being a blessing machine for him or what he gets out of God or, or God blessing him or helping him out of a jam. But Abraham began to share the burden that God carries for the world. Think about that. It's like a child when a child is, is small, they're just a wanting machine, right? And, and, and they rightly so. That's the way it is. They have to grow up. They have to, you know, figure this out. You know, eventually, as the child gets older, I, I've seen it with parents and 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 children become more like colleagues after the kids are older, and they become more like friends. And then after a while, the the son or daughter is looking after the parent. They're kind of like caring for them, and 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 you know, it's an amazing thing. But it's the same with God. That the more mature you are as a believer, the more the more God will trust his heart to you because you realize it's not all about you. And a sign of Christian maturity is when the things that are important to God are also important to you. So if you like this podcast, please leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Recommend it to a friend. Check out soulzero2.com and check out our Facebook channel. We're trying to build it up and spread the word and bless people wherever we go. So until next time, so glad to be with you. God bless.